episode 117, Where is God in my marriage? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we are just days away from the third annual Seven Days of Sex Challenge, and we hope you all are getting excited about this upcoming week. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a week that rocks your marriage. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, honey, that was. <laughs> uh, I'm ex- I'm excited, and, and and a heads up for all of you who are thinking about joining us. Awesome, first and foremost, awesome. Um. This year, we're going to change some things up, mm-hmm. but first things first, we get this question a lot. Should we have sex the week before? Should we not? What should we do? For us, protocol is we abstain. Um, in the in the recent years, we abstain because usually it's Elisa's period, but really, it is a time for us to be frisky around each other, romance each other have fun together, but not actually have sex. Okay. I'm just laughing at the term frisky. Well, we do. We do. We get, we get frisky. Frisky. Yeah. Okay. And, and so that's just a heads up. The third annual, as Elisa mentioned, will be from May 6th mm-hmm. through May 13th. 12th. 12th. Yes, that would be seven But if you days. want to do an extra day because it'll be Mother's Day and you want to give her an extra present, go for it. Go for it. Yes, that would be the 13th. So... May 12th to May 13th. No, May 6th to May 12th. May 6th to May 12th. (laughs) May 12th to May 13th. That only gives them one day. I mean, that's like a lot to cram into one day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we don't want you guys going seven times in one day. Well, you can. (laughs) It's just a lot. Yeah. I think the most we've ever done in one day is... Maybe three. I was going to say three. Yeah. It's like once in the morning, afternoon, and then later in the evening. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. So anyways, here's the thing. Spread the word. If you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com, you can see our Get Ready post. It'll mm-hmm. say third annual. Um, it's called our Get Ready post. That's sort of what this is all about, the seven reasons you should be doing this with us. Please spread it around. But here's the big thing. This year to us, we can have fewer people joining in on us, with us, on this challenge. What's more important to us is that those of you who commit to doing this seven day challenge with us is that you commit. You're going to do it and you're not going to let little things get in the way of you doing your seven day challenge. And it's so interesting that you should bring that up because I was talking to a friend this weekend and you know, of course more and more now what we do on the air, um, with one extraordinary marriage comes up in conversation. And, um, it was one of the things where we were talking about the challenge coming up this week because we were with a group of people who didn't know about the challenge. And so, of course, we had to share with them. And this particular girlfriend was saying, well, you know, I, I did that like the first or second year with you guys. And we got to day four and, you know, we were just done. And I was like, but you missed out on days five, six, and seven. <laughs> right. And and we have a lot of couples that, you know, start off strong and, you know, Somewhere around day four or five, you just, you're tired or, you know, you had a late night at work or you had, you know, somebody knock on your door at 11 o'clock at night because, you know, mommy, I need a drink of water or whatever it is. We live that same life, folks. 
Mm-hmm. We do. And, you know, it's really interesting. Tony and I just watched... The Lifetime. The the first episode of Lifetime series, Seven Days of Sex. And um, yeah, it was very interesting having done this for the last four years. Mm-hmm. This will be our fifth. This will be our fifth year. Uh, watching the show and just, you know, seeing some of the some of the things that we talk about all the time actually play out on the show and um, seeing all of that interaction. But you know what? Those couples made it seven days. They did. And they've got camera crews in. You know, you want to talk about, you know, having an extra, you know, intrusion into your life. You got a camera crew and, you know, an audience that wants to, you know, see what's going to happen every day. Uh, Talk about pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, set aside the time and say, you know, if you're not going to, because of, conflicts if you can't do may 6th through 12th with us pick another week Mm -hmm. but when you look at your spouse and you say you know what we're going to do this for seven days this is not a until something gets in the way type of conversation if you say we're going to do it for seven days be a person of your word and do it Mm -hmm. and that goes for both partners we have enough wishy-washiness in this world as it is don't be wishy-washy about your marriage there's no room for it. Be decisive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we were just talking yesterday, this training I was at, um, you know, that Yoda expression, there's no, what is it? There's no try or try not. There's only do or, you know, basically life. Yeah, what is that? What <laughs> See is if you that can find, that's a good one because, you know, really that's what it boils down to. You know, you're not going to try or not, not try. You're just going to do. That is, are you finding it? Well, I, I posted a Yoda on our, yes, on Facebook. I posted a Yoda. Did you post that one? Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. Okay. See, I, I, I had the gist of it. You guys knew what I was talking about. Just do it. Which is a great quote by Yoda. Just do it. Yes. I, I, and I agree. So for those of you who are interested, you know, come join in. Be committed to doing this with us. We're committing. We commit ourselves not to each other, but to you guys to get up each and every day and bring you content that you can use in your marriage so you can grow during the week. That is a big thing for us because we really believe in seven days you can have a marriage transforming time. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can transform your marriages and we know it because we've seen it, we've heard it, and people have told us who've gone through it. And we've lived it. And we've lived it. Which uh, I, is, I mean, we, first and foremost, there's the personal experience. And then, then there's the experience of this community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we took a lot of the quotes and testimonials from the last couple of challenges and put them in the, new, the latest book, right? the Seven Days of Sex Challenge. Because, you know, it's one thing for us to get on the mics every week and say, oh, you guys should really try this. You guys should really try this. It's a whole other thing when, when you're able to read the words Mm-hmm. of your fellow community members saying, you know what, this did make a difference in our marriage. Yeah. A- and here's what I tried this week when, you know, or when Tony and Lisa said, you know, get dressed up. And I pulled out, you know, the sexy lingerie or, you know, we looked at the photo albums or we did, you know, whatever the day was. Right. Y- you know, and we were actually, um, one of our listeners, Joe, who was on the launch call with us. Yep, and on. then was listening to last week's podcast where I, one of us had made the comment that you didn't necessarily need to get the book if you were going to do the challenge with us. And he actually you know, put a message up on the episode page for last week and said he got the book 
Reddit is planning on doing the challenge with us again, and, again, and sees a value in having the book as an additional resource, right? A companion to the challenge. So, Joe, I want to thank you for bringing that up to us and allowing us to share that with the audience that you do feel um, as a listener and as a participant mm-hmm. that it is Joseph. a great companion, Joseph. That it is a great companion piece. So, thank you for that. And and you know, this year the seven days of sex challenge is going to look a little different mm-hmm. if you've participated in the past with us. Um, one kind of administrative thing as an aside, there will not be a, a specific podcast yeah, next we, Tuesday. Yeah, we won't have, we, we will be taking a break from the podcast next week just because we will be in the throes of seven days and we will be doing videos each and every day or post every day. So there'll be a plenty of us and to put a podcast in there as well, just sort of mixes everybody up and, and so, it, in truth be told, we'll be busy as it is doing our own thing. So we can we can. You, you guys will understand why we slide on the podcast next week. But I just want to let you know in advance yeah. um, that we know there's not going to be a podcast next week. But this year, we're really digging deep into the spiritual side, the spiritual intimacy of seven days of sex. Mm-hmm. And this was something that we had been, you know, when we'd been looking at what this year was going to look like. You know, we got to, we were started having the conversations of well, you know, we've done this and we've done that. What do we do that se- that sets this year apart? And then it was really interesting because a number of you actually watched Lifetime's episode last week and commented on the fact that you didn't see any type of spiritual intimacy uh, right. on the episode. You know, it wasn't talked about, it wasn't shown, and many of you commented that that was something that was missing. And it's, it's understandable from the fact that it, this is a secular show on cable TV. Um, you know, they obviously are able to do whatever they want, but they're going to try to appeal the largest audience possible. And so they're not necessarily going to espouse any type of Christian or other religious beliefs. Right. I, mean, I mean, that's just, that's secular TV. What's, what's interesting though is that we had been praying and, and I had been for sure just going, God, where do we go with this year? What, what do we do that can impact our lives and can impact many others as well? And it, it was just interesting because when it came out, um, the time, uh, lifetimes, seven days of sex, the show came out, that was something that was brought up. You know, people were going, yeah, six, seven spirituality. There's nothing there. And you know what? The last couple that we've done, we always bring in at least one day of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually heaven help us or um, prayer works. Prayer works, I think, was the other one. And even in our book, we 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 dedicate a day to prayer mm-hmm. and bringing God into your bedroom. But this year, we're going to take most of most days out of the Song of Solomon. It is a beautiful and wonderful book um, that many people are skeptical to to talk about in churches. And it's just, it's just wonderful. And we're going to be taking a passage or two in each day. It, maybe not always from the Song of Solomon. First Corinthians obviously has the love chapter, which is just, which is beautiful. And so that may end up being a day where we're about halfway through the week and pulling it all together right now. So j- just a heads up, it's not going to be like last year where we're telling you, hey, change the scenery. So get outside, get on a mountaintop, get in a jacuzzi or something of that nature. You can definitely be doing that, and we're going to sort of fill that in, 
but just realize we're really going to hit hard on the spiritual side of of the seven days of sex challenge. And, and it's, you know, it's so interesting how kind of once we get this message from God, how we start getting um, affirmation affirmations that we're on the right path. And so CRB, the church that we belong to, is doing a series right now called I Am Second. And we're going to put a link to it um, in the show notes because today's sermon was actually on I Am Second in My Marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really talked about having Christ as the center. You know, like when you put Christ first in your marriage and you put yourself second and and are able to minimize those selfish desires. Um, Because let's face it, a lot of times in our marriage, not a lot, almost all, (laughs) our our selfish desires play out in the bedroom. They play out in how we relate to each other. It it becomes this, this power struggle between selfish people. Mm -hmm. And that's just our, that's just human nature that we're selfish. It's not, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I, I would be the first to tell you that I am a selfish person in my relationship with Tony and he likewise. And it's something that's definitely improved Mm-hmm. From when we first got married, you know, I, I can definitely see that we are becoming more selfless, mm-hmm. but we definitely, and like I, I threw a little tantrum this afternoon cause I didn't, I, I was just being cranky about a particular situation he, <laughs> after it was over uh, and I was just in a better place. He goes, wow, you know, you just did that whole power shutdown thing. You just went, well, let's tell him what happened. So on Monday, April 30th, we are going to be at Lifestyle Magazine up in Simi Valley doing a 30-minute show on One Extraordinary Marriage about Elisa and I and how we started One Extraordinary Marriage. And so we are going from San Diego, which is a huge... Let, let me just put this. This is because of you guys. This isn't because of us. This is because you guys have just loved on us so much and have shared us and gone out there and told your friends. I mean, they found us and they came to us asking us to come on the show. And I truly believe it's because you guys are out there and you guys are just, you want extraordinary marriages and it's just awesome. So we will be in Simi Valley and that's about a three hour drive from San Diego. So we are taping at three fifteen. kids get out of school at two twenty. So we had to figure out school, you know, who's picking up the kids and this, that, and the other. Well, we also have to get back to pick up kids. And so, you know, Elisa's like, hey, we need to get back as soon as we can. Some of you know Dr. Corey Allen over at simplemarriage.net. We talk about him often if you're looking for counseling. He's a wonderful guy. He is also going to be flying in tomorrow because he's taping about two hours after us or three hours after us. Taping's about an hour. I wanted to spend about a half hour, 45 minutes with Corey. We've known Corey for two and a half years online. We've never met him. We have the opportunity. Elisa gets into this little tirade of, well, we can't, we can't, we got to leave soon as we're done and this and the other. What I was trying to tell her was that if we leave an hour later, I would rather us leave like two hours later. Three hours later. Three hours later because... Traffic going from Simi Valley, which is at the north end of LA, means we are going to sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic. It's a three-hour drive, mind you, without traffic. 
we'll probably we'll probably it'll take us four to four and a half hours to get home if we left like right after we finished recording. And so we got into a little we got into a little yelling match. And so you take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> Love the honesty of the show. Love it when I provide all of the material for what we're talking about. Um, it's all in love, baby. It is all in love. And it is one of those things where, you know, I had to acknowledge when Tony said, you know what? You just totally shut down on me. Like it was like somebody pulled your power plug. And, and I just, I reverted to behavior from a long time ago where I would just like tune him out and be like, fine, whatever, whatever you want to do it that way. Fine. Fine. And, and it was really good. Cause he, you know, he called me on it and we laughed about it. And afterwards, well, yeah, they know I'm not laughing during these guys. know well, me. Just, these guys know me well enough to know that I'm not going, ha ha. That's funny, Tony. Ha <laughs> ha. Thanks for calling me on that one. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, I, I can honestly say that that we can laugh about that within, I mean, it was within five minutes of it happening that we were back to kind of joking about it and it was over. Right. But that's because we have God in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And because when push comes to shove, we know where our foundation is. I'm not going to hold that little thing. You, know, you guys hear us talk about stuff that's happened in the past in our relationship. And yes, we do bring it up again, but we bring it up for educational purposes, right. not because we're sitting here going, you did this to me and I'm going to, you know, let the whole world know and I'm going to rub it in your face. We bring it up so that you guys know what couples go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know some of you, I hope, um, saw what Tony put on Facebook today. He, he put the triangle of love. Mm-hmm. up on Facebook. And it's something that we've talked to you guys about numerous times. Well, we finally put it together. My tech savvy husband, who's able to uh, wait until you see the banner for the seven days of sex challenge. He's doing all this great stuff now. And so he put the triangle of love up and in such a simplistic, easy to understand way, husband, wife, God, three points of a triangle as the husband and wife get closer together, you know, eyes on God, Developing their relationship with God, they're getting closer together. And that's what we desire for every couple listening to this podcast. And that's why the challenge this year is going to be focused on spiritual intimacy Mm -hmm. coupled with your physical intimacy. Because we have just heard time and time and time and time again over these last few months about couples that are just, they're being battered. Mm-hmm. And Harry Keel, who's um, our pastor, our pastor, did this whole sermon today, and I am second in my marriage. And, you know, he, early in the sermon, he says, you know what, Satan's got a bullseye on your marriage. Mm-hmm. Satan does not want to see Christian marriages survive. Satan doesn't want to see marriage survive, but Christian marriage, it's got bigger bullseye. Because, you know, the two of you are in relationship with, with God, and that's just not something Satan's really happy about. Right. And so you have these, these challenges. You have these struggles that are just, you know, threatening to tear you apart. And I have to share with you guys, we got an email. I got a, actually a message um, earlier this week from a couple that you know that we've been praying about. Some friends of ours that were going through a tough time had actually separated. Um, they were reuniting. 
mm-hmm. this week. And, and that is an answer to a heck of a lot of prayer. Right. And, and we're starting to hear, the, you know, we got another email from a listener this week with a similar situation playing out in her family where, you know, there was an affair going on. The husband was the one having the affair. He wasn't sure which way he wanted to go with the, you know, new girl or his wife. And he decided to commit this week to his wife. Mm-hmm. Answered prayer. But you can see and you know that marriage is all around you or perhaps even yours are under attack. And so you have to know where God is in your marriage. Yeah. You have got to know that he's at the center of your marriage. And if he's not there, you better start making him the center of your marriage. You better bring that in because let me tell you something, when life's storms start battering you around, if you do not have a foundation, you will be broken to bits. And I want to bring this up, though. When, when those tough times come around, you may be questioning God, too. And over the last, you know, six to nine months, I've been there. I've been there. I've been questioning God. What are you doing? You know, why is this stuff happening? What is going on? And you know what? There are many days when I just didn't even want to get out of bed. I just didn't. I was beat down. I was tired. Physically, I just wasn't feeling good. But every day, even if it was at the end of the day, and, and I'm one of those guys, I'm, I'm serious, I could go the whole day and not think about Jesus sometimes. But it may be at the end of the day when I just pull out my Bible and I just go, Jesus, I didn't think about you today. But I'm here. And I just need you to just watch over me. Because I've been there. We've been there. And so you're not alone if you're listening to this right now, feeling like you're in a closet or in a box and you're the only one there. You're not. We, we just really in the last month, you know, the short sale in our house finished, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, man, we're, we're starting to see some daylight. I mean, I'm starting to feel like my old self again. But there are many a times throughout like I said, the last six to nine months, I was questioning God. Like, why are you doing this? What is the purpose of this, of this time, of my business going sort of south on me? And you know what? He's revealed some amazing things, some amazing things. Business opportunity, one big one that I've been working on now for the last month or so. And that's what the buddy of mine that I've known for six years, you know, so things are turning around. Dent dude business is actually picking up again. Last couple of months have been pretty darn amazing. And it's good to see that. You know, I look at One Extraordinary Marriage, how in episode 88 or 89, it was right there. And I was like actually going through the podcast where we we're going to give it up. We we're going to give this up. And here we are at episode 117. And I look back at the episodes we've done since we said, you know what? No, we're going to do this. I think they've been some of the best we've done. We've had a new vigor. We've had a new passion. We've had a new drive. And that drive isn't for us anymore. And I, sh- I truly say that when I come to this podcast each and every week or we're writing on Facebook or other places, it's not about us, which I always thought it was supposed to be about. It's about him. It's about honoring him. And by honoring him, we can support you and we can help you grow in your marriage and have stronger marriages 
so that you can have an impact in your own family, in your own sexual intimacy, you know? And that's where life's challenges start to turn around and you get to see his work. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday I was at a training uh, with Leah Sophia and one of the other presenters, you know, was talking about the fact that, that we need to look at, at the challenges that were presented and be thankful for what they can teach us. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for how they shape us mm-hmm. and turn them around and see God's blessing in them. Because there is nothing in our life that God can't use for good. You know, those of you that are our new listeners, um, if you go back to episode four, you'll hear us share our story. And, and, you know, we share about pornography addiction. We share about child loss. We share about financial crisis. And, and I will tell you that in the midst of all of those things, there were definitely times I had no idea where God was. Oh, no, I mean. You know, you'd be, so, specifically for me, the loss of our son, Andrew, um, I was very confident and still am. I know that I will see Andrew in heaven and he will be healthy and he will be whole and he will be an amazing, amazing sight to behold. Um, I knew all of that in that time. But when your life is ripped upside down by the loss of a child, you, you know, where is God right now? Why would God? And yet looking back, you know, there were almost, it's been seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. And, and Andrew's life has blessed so many and that we are able to talk about miscarriage on the air. We are able to, you know, I specifically am able to be comfort to women who are going through this journey, who know that we have suffered a miscarriage, know that we've survived mm-hmm. a miscarriage with our marriage intact, because a lot of times child loss can tear a marriage apart. And I can understand how that happens because of the, the drift apart that Tony and I had when Tony was overcoming his pornography addiction and when that was rocking our marriage because there was no physical intimacy, there was no emotional connectivity. Right. You know, we didn't even really know God back then. I mean, we'd both been raised Catholic, but there was, we did not start our marriage with a foundation in Christ. No. And, you know, I look back and God truly was gearing us up, I think, for where we are now by allowing us to survive all of that because uh, how we stayed married those first seven, eight years. I mean, there there are times when I seriously wonder. And yet I look at what God has done with all of that junk. Mm-hmm. Lots of it. That, that, we, of it. that we went through. All of those all of those d- bad decisions that we made you, because we do have free will. No. Yeah. You know? And so we made a lot of bad decisions thinking that, you know, we knew the best way to run our lives and um, yeah, there were bad decisions and yet, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, that was just, you know, again, going back to that selfish person, lots of selfish, bad, bad choices. Um, and yet, each one of those choices, as bad as it was at the time, as much as it meant we had a lot more work to do, has been a blessing. 
And so when you're struggling with where is God in my marriage, you know, God, I don't hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm in a spiritual drought right now. You know, like I want to feel you. I want to hear you. And, and I'm not connected. I don't feel that. Don't ever lose, don't ever lose sight of the fact that he is still right there. And I heard another woman yesterday, you know, give a quote that, you know, when you're in the middle of a test, when you're a student in school and you're in a test, the teacher is quiet during Mm. the test. And so when you feel like you're in a test and you don't hear God, he might just be being quiet. And that was really powerful because sometimes you're like, okay, God, like I'm really struggling here. Just answer me. Just answer me. Just answer me. Like I need the answer. And you're thinking when you're related to being a student in school, it's like you could go up to the desk and cry all you want, but your teacher's not going to give you the answer. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, power, these women I was with yesterday, crazy, amazing women, um, phenomenal group of Christian women, just sharing their lives and, and their journey. And it was just, it was a great training. Uh, can I say something when, when you are drifting though, too, I have found for myself that when I am drifting, now there's a couple of places where you're drifting. You know, personally, you may just be drifting. You know, your marriage is you're you're solid, but you're questioning yourself. And I think that's a great time that you're you're getting back into the Word. You might be reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, heck, Timothy, Romans, whatever you need at that moment in time. When I feel that my marriage needs to be strengthened, though. We need to be going to God's word where he's speaking about marriage, that union with our spouse. You know, Mark and ten, Mark 10, 8, that, that's the verse where one extraordinary marriage comes from. Two shall become one. You know, it's, it's reading verses like that. It's reading like 1 Corinthians. Mm. And, and not reading it so fast, like we need to get through something. And hey, I'll be the first to raise my hand. I'm one of those guys sometimes where it's just like, I just need to read it. But maybe we need to slow down, and I have learned this, to slow down and let these verses sink in and maybe do a little research on them. Like, what is that really meaning? And how should I use that in my marriage today? So, love is patient. Let's just start right there. Love, because we could read it really quick. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is... Not jealous or boastful. Not jealous or boastful. I mean, we could read right through that. You know, boom, 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 boom. Let's read through this. But is the number one word there, love is patient. Am I having a hard time being patient with my spouse right now? And am I willing to look deep inside of myself and go, wait a minute here. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I jumped the gun on her. A little too fast. And it's easier for me to read over that as quickly as I can so I don't have to see that. Oh, I'm kind. And I'm not boastful. But I'm not looking at patient because I don't want to deal with that. So maybe sometimes when we are looking over the Bible, and I again, I... I I can rush through, but I'm, I'm learning more and more as I get older. 
God's not sitting over my shoulder going, dude, you need to read this Bible in 90 days. He's sitting there going, this is my word. Read it. Apply it. Put it to good use in your life. And so if love is patient is all I need that night, that's all I need. And I can go deeper with it. And I can then go utilize it to speak to Elisa. Is it a time that we need to pray together? Is it a time that I just need to pray for myself? And sometimes I, I when I get angry or whatever, I go back to the, um, oh shoot, the verses right now. I'm just, I just blanked. Galatians, Ephesians. Um, the armor of the God. armor of God. Ephesians. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just blanked it. So, some something to think about though. In our busy lives, you know, shut it down. I mean, it's it's been fun actually the last couple of days just thinking about what we're going to be doing with the seven days of sex challenge because I've been really diving in. I mean, I've had a lot of this stuff swirling over in my head, but I've really, really been diving in and just reading one verse at a time. All right, what does that verse mean? How can I take this verse and apply it to our seven days of sex so that you guys can get the most out of it. You know, and so reading different versions of it, you know, looking at concordances, okay, reading the words and how they, what they mean. You know, so it's been, it's been really fun and, and I truly have been enjoying it. Nothing like a little education. Okay. No, I, I, I think that's something that we don't often do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right. We do rush, not we, I, I'm going to say I rush through, you know, scripture readings or I rush, you know, I rush. I am by nature a rushing type person. Um, and so to, you know, take the time today, Harry, you know, really just pulled apart the love chapter in Corinthians, First Corinthians 8. And, uh, you know, it was just like, I, I, he's, as I'm listening to him going, oh, hold on, missed that one, missed that one, missed that one. And, and not so much to, to beat myself up, but to say, you know what, these are all areas where I can work on, mm-hmm. but I can't work on all of them at the same time because then I will fail. And so, you know, when you start to look at these, these verses in the Bible, when you start to look at God's word and, and incorporating it into your life, don't try and you know, don't try and do like a major renovation all in the first 24 hours. Yeah, you're right. Uh, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. You guys know that we are, you know, very big on setting yourself up for success. Um, and you'll see as we get the, ep- or the blogs together for next week that what we're going to do is set you up for success. Because we want you to walk away at the end of those seven days going, you know, we have a deeper spiritual intimacy. We have a deeper physical intimacy. We are, we know where God is in our marriage. We've put him at the center. Again, we've invited him into our bedroom. That for some of you is going to be the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. You, you may be already doing your devotions together. You may be praying together. You may, um, you know, commit a lot of stuff or everything to him except for what happens behind, you know, door number three. (laughs) The bedroom. The bedroom. Um, And and that, you know, I'd say right now, start praying about that. Mm 
because inviting God into your bedroom, giving him access to that most intimate level of your marriage is transformational. Because when you know that when you're, you know, in a low desire situation, you can be like, God, you know what? It's not happening right now. I need your help. And trust me, if you're doing the seven days, you will get to a, a day somewhere where you're not necessarily going to want to have sex. I'm being honest. There are those days where you're just really tired. You're like, Ooh, I would like to skip it. Comes in. That's where a quickie comes in. And don't worry, we will have a quickie scheduled for next week. Always do. We always do. Because <laughs> we know, you know, it's usually about the day that we need one. Um, and I'm sure there's something in Solomon, that, <laughs> the Song of Solomon that mm-hmm. you know, relates to past. We'll find a verse that we'll works. We'll find something. But what I'm, what I'm, I don't know if there's anything in the Bible talking about quickies. Well, not necessarily quickies, but just we'll find it. <laughs> if, you, if not, that may not be a scriptural day. <laughs> right. And here's another thing too. Let us know. Let us know where you're struggling mm-hmm. when it comes to having sex. Now, if you don't want to put it out there on the comments, we understand. That's why you can email us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Let's have some open discussion. You know, what are your struggles? What what are your hangups? Because God invented it. So let's enjoy it. We're the ones who have perverted it. I mean, let's face it. There's a whole book in the Bible on sex. Right. Well, not <laughs> entirely on sex, but... Uh, but on physical intimacy. Physical, yes. The, the, the beauty and yes. And so... Let's talk about it. And again, if you don't feel comfortable doing it in the comments, email us. Mm-hmm. You want to call us in? Call 858-876-5663. You don't need to leave your name if you don't want to. It's okay. But it allows us to have open discussion and talk about issues and hangups we have about sex. You know? It's all right. Elise and I will we'll do the research. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we do and how we approach it, where we draw our lines. And it may be beyond what you're willing to go, but at least you understand that there are other couples like Elise and I and others that are willing to do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. All right? Because, it, again, God, God made it. Let's enjoy it. And if there's one thing... I I have learned, and I, and I think Elisa, too, after we did that 60 Days of Sex Challenge, we love sex. We enjoy it. We are fully and utterly engaged with each other, I would say, 90% of the time. That's awesome. Don't you think? I, I do. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, really, think about the last 10 times we've had sex. There was one time in the closet when your parents were here that was sort of, eh, I, I didn't feel it. I felt like it was sort of like you just did it. And you remember I was just, uh-huh. like, I didn't like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I really, I, I didn't like that. Okay. But can I, you that, were okay with it though, but you initiated, right? That, that was like, I mean, you had to initiate. We were in the closet. That's not something I don't think I would have initiated. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just, just checking to make sure. Like, no, no, no. I think it was my day because it was a Sunday. Okay. It was. It, it just okay, but that was you know. I mean, one out of the last ten. Uh, yeah, that's okay, what I'm saying. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, our sex is just amazing. Now, 
And, you know, this is something I shared with um, a listener that had written in just about low desire and whatnot. And um, I'd heard when I was speaking to another woman earlier in this year, she said, you know, one of the things that she realized was that she may not always be the one to initiate. She may not always, you know, be the one to desire, but what, what God has revealed to her is that she does enjoy sex with her husband. So while it may not be foremost on her mind mm-hmm. to initiate, she goes along with it because she knows she's going to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, awesome. so, you know, bring, turn to God mm-hmm. for your sex life. Turn to God with your marriage. And if you're in a great place, get down on your knees and be thankful that you're in a great place. If you're in a good place and want to make it better, get down on your knees and ask to get off that plateau. Ask him to show you where you can step out of the boat, rock things a little bit and take it to that next level. And if you're in a place that's not so great, ask for his guidance on what you need to do. On, on what resources you need to tap into to get your marriage back on track. Cause maybe you've been trying to do it all by yourself. Maybe you've been trying to fix everything or fix her or fix him. And, and you know, the reality is, is that it's only God, you know, God's the only one that can fix somebody else or change somebody else. Stop trying to change your spouses. You know, mm-hmm. go to God and say, you know, do I need to change me? Is it me? Or what do we need to change about this situation? What do I need to do? Go to God in prayer. We have seen so many answered prayers in regard to marriage over the last month or so. Um, it's awesome. That, yeah, even when we, you know, we've shared with you guys a lot of the burden that we felt, but in the last week, answered prayers come in left and right where you know, God is just saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep these marriages intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so go to him. Yeah. Go to him. Know where he is in your marriage. Most definitely. All right, you guys. So we hope that you're going to commit and join us for the third annual seven days of sex challenge. There is a post. Like I said before, you can put yourself there. If you want to just say, Hey, we're in. That's awesome. You know, this year, like I said, this year is a little different than last year and the year before. Just let us know. You can do it right here in this post. Just be like, Hey, We're in, we've been married so many years. And one thing we'd like to know this year too, if you have kids, how many do you have? And are they at home? Because that allows us to understand where you are. Are you like us? Do you have younger? I mean, we got a nine and a six year old hanging out. You know, it just allows us to know where you are. And when we get some comments, we can, we can help you along. So we're excited. If you want the companion book, you can pick it up at 7daysofsex.com. It is a Kindle book only. So have a Kindle, have a Kindle app on your iPhone, Android, PC, iPad. You can get it that way. So go to 7daysofsex.com. That is our companion book that you can also use as we go through the challenge from May 6th through May 12th, 2012. We love you guys. And we are excited. Can't wait to see you next week.